You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown Giants. From the offseason through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one. One. Giants. Giants. With your host, Sean Morash. All right, welcome into One Giant Step. Sean Morash here, your host of One Giant Step. Free on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. The Giants, depending on which edge of the seat you sit on, if that's even a saying, maybe it's not, probably isn't, they either had a very happy Thanksgiving or a terrible Thanksgiving as they beat the New England Patriots 10-7 to on Sunday afternoon, complete with a missed New England field goal as time expired. Boy, past Giant Patriot games, how nuts would we have gone for a missed field goal? Instead, it's Tommy DeVito, 2-0 as a starter. Uh, obviously played a ton in two other games that the Giants lost. The Giants get themselves to 4-8, and eight, not yet dead. If they win out and get to 9-8, and eight, I guess the playoffs are still live. How is that word coming out of my mouth? But there it is. But the Giants do beat the New England Patriots. Tommy DeVito finds Isaiah Hodgins for a touchdown. Jalen Hyatt became the team's first 100-yard receiver since the game Wondell Robinson tore his ACL in a year ago. He had a tremendous game uh, getting open deep and, and DeVito taking shots. But DeVito still had plenty of those plays where he took horrible sacks. The Patriot defense swarmed him. Saquon, you know, had a couple bursts but really didn't do much of a lot, rushing for obviously less than 60 yards, whatever that whole number came to. And ultimately, the Giant defense, uh, and let me just say, when I get the news Friday, Dexter Lawrence probably isn't going to play. There was a slight smirk in my face, a dirty smirk. Very, very dirty, naughty boy. As I thought to myself, boy, they're not going to have Dex push through an injury. Is this a little hat tip to a tank? It turned out it didn't matter because the New England Patriots are a despicable loser, loser franchise right now to see how far they've fallen to have that solution at quarterback between Mac Jones and Bailey Sappy, my goodness, Tommy DeVito, Terod Taylor, and Daniel Jones are all better than those guys throwing horrible picks. I mean, Deontay Banks, Tay Banks comes through with his second interception of his career. Where was that ball thrown to? And the New England Patriots, who are play, played that Thanksgiving game with the Giants here, in desperate need to draft a franchise-altering quarterback. Well, they get the leg up. They beat the Giants. They are fully in on the G, on the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Might very well end up with one of those guys. The Giants likely, as a result of this, 
Will not. And there may be Giant fans listening, and I see them plenty in timelines, but if you're not a social media person, you know, where you stand is one thing. It, it is hard to sit down and root for a loss on a Sunday, and I certainly wasn't doing that. I was engaged, got my two little girls with me. They're screaming, let's go Giants, you know, in the room. But am I loudly going nuts on an Isaiah Hodgins touchdown as I would have earlier in the year? No. Uh, was I rooting for a field goal to be made at the end of the game by the New England Patriots? I mean, define rooting. I didn't sit there and sulk that the Giants had lost, but I wasn't jumping out of my chair going nuts either that the field goal uh, was missed. You know, this is kind of the deal you make when you want to hire a draft pick. You you don't root for losses. You kind of just secretly hope they come, and, and they didn't come in this case. And so the Giants win. They get to 4-8. and eight. Uh, Brian Dable has continued to do a good job. Tommy DeVito continues to be a fun story. Kayvon Thibodeau continues to wreak havoc. But ultimately, the direction of this franchise is now, you know, to TBD. Where will they be picking in the draft? Who knows? We have five weeks left to figure that one out. Uh, and, you know, how many more wins do they figure out and get to? And and will Terod Taylor come back and play? Or do they stick with DeVito as well? Another question to be asked. But with that, uh, you know, more of the news around the Giants surrounded not necessarily on the field. Because what more can you break down from a 10-7 to drug? Just awful game. I mean, just an awful, awful game. Ten, I'm still just pinching myself. Think ten seven in the rain. Credit to all of you that sat out there. But the stuff around the game. First of all, Jay Glazer's report that Wink Martindale could be fired in season, and that him and Dable, you know, having that much of arguments. Well, no kidding. First of all, that coaches could have disagreements in in a lost year. Uh, I don't know because I'm not in that room, what the truth is or what the matter is. Dable poured cold water on it with making a fighting for the last slice of pizza joke. Joe Shane seemed taken aback at the idea that, that Wink Martindale will be let go in the year. I, You know, I think Brian Dable's a smart guy. I think Wink Martindale's a smart guy. And I think ultimately these two, maybe this is just more hope, will come together and cooler heads will prevail as the team continues to kind of you know, dig themselves out and understand how important, you know, each of those guys is to each other. I mean, for for Dable to have a guy like Wink running a great defense uh, with all the talent that they've drafted to. I mean, Tay Banks was a guy drafted to play a Wink-Martindale-style defense. Uh, what Kayvon Thibodeau is doing in that defense, what, what Wink has helped do for Dexter Lawrence, uh, it, it is imperative, I think, that unless Wink-Martindale gets a head coaching job somewhere, that they keep Wink-Martindale and, and not let that happen. So we'll see on that. Uh, Jay Glazer's usually really in touch with all of this, but I, I tend to think you know that could have been something from two weeks ago. Giants have won a couple games. Maybe things have calmed down just a little bit. Now, as far as Joe Shane goes, Joe Shane meets the media on Monday, and that's why I waited to tape this a little bit. I'm taping this here on Monday afternoon. He starts off by saying Daniel Jones. They expect him to be a starter next year. Everybody gasps. Okay. They're going to go with Daniel Jones. But he goes out of his way to also say if the best player available in the first round is a quarterback, they won't shy away from doing that. He also mentioned multiple times with Terod Taylor being a free agent. The team's going to have to add a quarterback. They don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be ready. In my opinion, Joe Shane did the perfect job, the most perfect job in handling a press conference like this. Because the truth is, especially after back-to-back wins, the Giants do not know where they're going to be drafted. And this is a quarterback-rich draft. If you figure Caleb Williams and Drake May are the first two guys, if you haven't been following this, Jaden Daniels from LSU is shooting up uh, charts and mock drafts. 
There's still Bo Nix from Oregon. I'm in on that. Michael Penix from Washington. Those two will meet each other on Friday night in the Pac-12 championship game. J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. There will be four to five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Will the Giants take one of those quarterbacks? Uh, if they do, it'll have to take Joe Shane absolutely falling in love. But the truth is, if you don't know where you're going to be drafting and or you don't know, it takes two to tango on a trade if the Giants want to trade up as well. You don't know that. The Giants can't completely dismiss Daniel Jones as their starter. First of all, Joe Shane already paid him, uh, even though you can get out of the contract next year, which I think some of us and many of us might hope for. He can't completely you know, rip that up. I mean, again, what happened at the beginning of the year wasn't necessarily all Daniel Jones's fault. I think Seattle, a lot of it was. I think he got very shell-shocked after what happened early and losing Andrew Thomas. I think that was all a part of it. Uh, things spiraled, and Daniel Jones is the quarterback now getting paid, took a brunt of it. But to me... My issue with Daniel Jones remains more, dude, you have two neck injuries in three years, now a torn ACL. I, it's a matter of trusting your franchise quarterback to be hurt, uh, to be healthy. So Joe Shane can't come out and say, we're looking at a quarterback in the first round. Number one, you lose all your leverage no matter where you're picking. It'll cause teams to trade up in front of you if you think that's going to happen. You lose leverage in terms of giving up assets if you want to trade up, and you've admitted that. And if the draft doesn't fall your way and you don't find that trade partner or a guy doesn't fall to you in whatever pick you have first round, second round, However they want to maneuver it, they can't go back and go, oh, Daniel, sorry. They have to say he's a starter right now. So I just want to caution everybody when listening, and I think Shane left all avenues open. I did appreciate Shane openly saying Evan Neal has to play better as well. Uh, I thought that was very, very, very important. And, you know, acknowledge that the, the team's got serious building blocks here because they do after the last two drafts. The cupboard isn't completely bare. This is a, a year that... A lot of things didn't go the Giants' way, but think about it this way. I know that you are what your record says you are, and Joe Shane says as well. For all that has gone against the Giants this year, injuries being the biggest thing, Daniel Jones stepped back and then injury, losing to Rod Taylor as well. No Andrew Tom, no Saquon for that long. You think back to two games, the 24 seconds, Gano getting hurt. If Gano was not hurt, does he make that kick versus the Jets? He probably does, and nobody thinks about going for it on fourth and one. And the Buffalo Bills game, does Daniel Jones plays? They probably win that game. He was hurt. But Terod Taylor not making that mistake at the end of the half or if a pass interference is called on that Waller play, think about those two games now. Four and eight becomes six and six. And the Giants would be right there a half game out of the last wild card with Tommy DeVito playing right now. It's ifs and buts and candies and nuts and that whole thing. But I say it to say, as bad as this year has been, Brian Dable is still the V coach of this team. And the talent, you can't tell me the talent disparity is too bad, uh, at least with the mediocre teams in the NFL. You need to find a way to compete with the elites like the Cowboys, the 49ers, and we'll see the Eagles in a few weeks. But it's not all bad here as we sit post-Thanksgiving weekend. It's not the year the Giants wanted. And I, I have full trust after listening to Joe Shane, he will do what's right by this franchise and not be just pigeonholed to Daniel Jones for the sake of it. There's a quarterback there that he likes, best player available, as he pointed out. They will go do that. There's a long way between here and there, and there's a long way between here and what Dave Gettleman left the Giants in. The Giants are in much better hands. So, in summation, am I disappointed the Giants beat the New England Patriots to agree? I have to be. I have to be transparent. I thought, and I still believe what's in the best interest of this franchise was to lose to a game to the New England Patriots who will likely draft the quarterback ahead of the New York Giants. No doubt about it. But... I do have to remember that a lot of these quarterbacks taken by certain teams, Chiefs with Mahomes, Allen with the Bills, teams have traded up, and Joe Shane feels confident enough not to ignore that. 
And if the situation presents itself, I, I think Joe Shane will ultimately do that. I will be back at the end of the week, a little bye week edition. Let me recap some things, see where we're at. Uh, this is One Giant Step. Thanks for downloading and subscribing free on the Odyssey app.